0: Hello parents! Welcome to the year 2021. This is the Valley Church Parent Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Budish, and today I am joined by a special guest. She is our new female high school associate. Her name is Caitlin Lichty. How's it going, Caitlin?
1: Good! I'm so glad to be on here with you guys.
0: And I'm sure we've inserted some some loud applause and crowd noise into the background to communicate how excited that we are to have Caitlin with us. She's going to be on the podcast today. You're going to have a chance to get to know her. And the reason why you want to get to know Caitlin is because she has joined our student ministries team as a full-time permanent member of the high school team. So Caitlin will be filling the role that was previously held by Mackenzie Brown. Who moved she got married and moved to Omaha about six months ago and we've been searching and looking to fill that role and the Lord has led us to Caitlin and it turns out that she was already on staff at Valley. She had previously been on staff as our guest experience coordinator, and she when this opportunity opened up she pretty quickly seemed to be excited. We, we can go into more of that. Mm-hmm. But we're just excited that Caitlin has been able to join our team. And I know she is eager to begin connecting with parents and students and volunteer leaders. And, you know, hey, new year, new you, new job. Yeah. So really this whole episode is going to be focused on me asking some questions get to know you questions with Caitlin we'll start with some basics and then some light and easy questions and we'll hopefully gradually go deeper by the end but before we do that parents I want to let you know I'm so excited that we have opened up a new recreation opportunity through the Valley Community Center if you haven't heard about it the Valley Ice Plaza is officially open it's a large sheet of ice that can be used for ice skating or ice hockey or broom ball. Broomball is it's kind of like hockey, but it's with a different kind of stick. and instead of a puck you use a ball. And normally you don't wear skates. you can just go around on your shoes when you play broomball. And it's open to the entire community and it's just another way that we as Valley Church are able to love our neighbors. So if you're looking to get outside, and do a fun outdoor activity this winter. The Valley Ice Plaza is right on the Valley Community Center property. It's it's on the part of the building facing Fuller Road. You can't miss it, and it's open every day from dawn until dusk, weather permitting. We've even we've got one one broomball net that's out there for you to to hit broomballs at or shoot hockey pucks. There'll be a second net that's out there soon, and you can show up at any time and and use it for for fun. So invite a neighbor, and invite a friend, and come on out to the Valley Ice Plaza. We'll definitely be having some room ball hangouts for middle school and high school students this winter. And, you know, it's it's nice to be able to get outside in the winter when we're starting to feel cooped up this time of year. And with social distancing and, and with some COVID precautions, it's it's always great to be able to be with people outside as opposed to inside. And so I'm excited for that option I'm particularly excited about it because I'm a homegrown Minnesota boy, and I spent a lot of my childhood out at outdoor hockey rinks, skating and playing and spending evenings and um, my, my winter days out there, so this is like a blast from the past for my childhood. So check out the Valley Ice Plaza, bring some friends, bring some family, it's going to be great. Now, with that being said, let's dive in and get to know Caitlin. First of all, Caitlin, give us a brief background about yourself. So where did you grow up? Where did you go to high school, college, things like that?
1: Yeah, um, I grew up actually in Norwalk, so I am born and raised Iowa girl through and through. Went to Norwalk High School, um, and then at 18 decided I wanted to move to the big city, and went to Moody Bible Institute for my undergrad, um, and absolutely loved the city, uh, thought I was never going to come back to suburban life, but here I am, and so glad to be back home. This uh, it always feels like home to be back in Iowa. So.
0: So you thought you'd always be in the city. What actually brought you back to Iowa?
1: Actually, what brought me back to Iowa was before the pandemic. I was in Lynchburg, Virginia, um, starting my master's degree um, in pastoral counseling and theology. Was living on campus, and you know, knew that I wanted to be in full time ministry while I was finishing um, finish up my master's degree. So my parents said, "Well, why don't you come home and save money that way, and you can live with us and live in our basement and not pay rent." And um, it was the best decision for me at that time. So,
0: so you're currently, in addition to this full time job at Valley Church, you're finishing up your master's degree. Mm-hmm. And when do when you expect to be done?
1: Hoping to be done by August of 2021. So just a few short months away, kind of crunch time for me right now.
0: So between the new job, full-time job, and and a lot of schoolwork, Caitlin's, Caitlin's got, got enough going on her plate right now. But just to put the parents at ease, once you graduate with your master's degree, you're not planning to go anywhere. It's not like you're going to go on to bigger and better things. You're Hopefully, here for at least the the foreseeable future, next couple of years, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Would love to see a class through and then some, and uh, feel really passionate about high school ministry and super excited to step into this role and kind of connect with you guys, connect with the students more, and know that takes time to get there. So, I'm looking forward to being here for the foreseeable future.
0: We love Caitlin. She is going to be a great addition to our team. What I've noticed about Caitlin, and I've I've worked with her, like I mentioned, she was our guest experience coordinator, so I've been able to get to know her over the past year or so, and what I've come to learn about Caitlin is she's very relational, she has great relational skills, she's really energetic and really easy to connect with through, through conversation. She also is a really good writer, which I'm excited to be able to... Use use that for the benefit of of the high school ministry, and then also even in the first couple of days here on the job, I've I've noticed that she's got a really sharp mind when it comes to theology, and and also with leadership. So those are really valuable things, and I I know she has a lot more to offer in addition. And if you're wondering, Caitlin's job has a few main components. Like I said, it is it is full time she'll she'll focus on building relationships with our female volunteer leaders and connecting with female students and then she'll also help plan and execute weekly high school programs as well as high school special events and then also other duties as assigned because when you work at a church you always have other duties yes. as assigned we're continuing to search for a full-time male high school associate to work alongside Caitlin in leading the high school ministry, but we have not filled that male role yet. And so I will continue to help provide leadership in the high school ministry and, and help Caitlin get acquainted with this role and help empower her to, to start taking more leadership. But I'll continue to remain involved in high school ministry until, until we, we get that role filled, which will hopefully be sooner rather than later, but only the Lord really knows when that's going to happen. But, with all of our staff transition that we've had over the last six months or so, I've really seen the Lord provide us with the right people at the right times. And so I'm not at all concerned. And I believe Caitlin is here at just the right time. And so I'm, we're, just, we're looking forward to, to having her. And I'm looking forward for her to, to be able to use the gifts that the Lord has given her. I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, well, if you grew up in Norwalk, did you grow up attending Valley Church?
1: No. So I actually grew up as a part of a church plant off of Grace Church and attended Fellowship Community Church until I was 18 and moved to Chicago.
0: And actually, I'll just interject here. That name rings a bell for me because I now live in Norwalk near that church, and for those of you who are out and about uh, in, in the Norwalk area, that's the church that has all the bright, flashing, strobing, crazy Christmas lights going on in their parking lot, right?
1: They're known for that yeah. every year. It, yep. uh, every year,
0: that's a thing? Every year. Okay, well, yep. I will look forward to that every Christmas season moving forward. And that's usually great.
1: when it's not COVID, they serve cookies, like fresh cookies, almost every single evening. So oh. if you're in the Norwalk area and it's Christmas time, go get your free cookies.
0: Nice. Got something to look forward to there. So how long have you been on Valley staff? When did you come on as the guest experience coordinator?
1: So it's actually been one year today.
0: So Whoa! I came
1: I came last January and I had just moved home the week previous um, and went fully online with grad school, knew that I wanted to be in, in ministry somehow and had obviously heard incredible things about Valley Church and the things that they do. In, in the West Des Moines area and, and at large in the community and uh, saw that there was an opening and knew that I really wanted to be a part of Valley Church and got plugged in right away as the guest experience coordinator um, just part-time at first but then over the course of um, this past year it's transitioned into full-time and so i um, looking forward to continuing full-time here but now in a different ministry area so love Valley Church it's been a real blessing to me Especially during um, just this hard COVID year, it's been a bright spot every week to connect with um, with the volunteers on my guest experience team, but just um, with the church body at large. So, super grateful to be
0: here. Now that you've been a part of Valley Church for about a year, you're you're kind of no longer a new person. You're becoming more of an insider with Valley Church. I'm curious what what are Couple of the main things that you appreciate about Valley Church.
1: Really appreciate our our desire to reach the lost for evangelism, for ministering to um, our neighborhood, and I, I just I love that we're constantly outward focused hmm. and we're using our gifts and our skills each individually just to pour into other people. And I love that we're well known in the West Des Moines area for doing that for thinking outside the box. And, um, and just for loving, loving Des Moines and just loving people really well. And that's something unique. I've, I've been a part of a couple of different churches in the last few years, just from moving around quite a bit after college. And, and I would say that's something that's very unique to Valley Church. And uh, just when I first attended Valley Church, it made me want to be a part of that. Um, definitely Valley Church has a way of making you feel like you're a part of something bigger than yourself. And um, and I love that.
0: It is a good church, although I, I'm a little biased in that regard. Caitlin, let's get to know you a little more. What are some of your hobbies and interests when you're not working or doing school, even though you may not have a lot of extra time right now?
1: Yeah, I um, I love being creative. I love art and painting. Um, so I spent a lot of time during COVID just with acrylic paints and a canvas just making abstract art. Um, And so I I love any form of art, pottery. I love taking classes at the Des Moines Art Center, although those have been canceled this past year, but typically I love doing doing things like that. Um, I love to exercise, lift weights, go to the gym, and um, also like to bake, so that's kind of a hard balance there. It's like one day during COVID I'm baking, the next day I'm like trying to go work it off. So I know we all can probably relate to that.
0: What's your favorite thing to bake?
1: Favorite thing to bake is cake, and surprisingly, I'm not a—I don't really love cake. I don't really love to eat it. That's probably why I like to bake it because it's not a temptation for me. Um, but during COVID, I would try to bake layer cakes and see how many layers I could make on top of a cake. So I got to six layers, I think on a cake and I would just deliver it to people, like deliver it to my neighbors, you know, deliver it to friends, whoever wanted a cake, even if they didn't want a cake, it just showed up. on <laughs> So I don't know. I just think they're pretty and I liked to make them and Kind of pushed me outside my comfort zone with baking, so it's my favorite thing.
0: So, if you went above six layers, would it start to fall apart?
1: Probably. The six-layer cake was a little teetery. Like, you know, once you once you cut a slice, it was kind of a little topsy turvy. So, I think if I added another layer, it might not be good.
0: I watched the show on Netflix, like Sugar, Sugar Sugar Rush Sugar
1: Rush. Is that what it is? Yeah. Where they
0: make cakes and stuff. You should be on that show. I know. That's what That's what you need to do for your next step in life.
1: Maybe that's my next step in life.
0: But then make sure you don't actually leave your job. Just do it as a side hobby. Right, yeah. Okay, well, how about this? If you could have a semi-truck... This is one of my favorite Get to Know You questions. <laughs> if you could have a semi-truck filled with any object besides money, what would it be and why?
1: I would probably... I would probably do a semi truck full of phone chargers because (laughs) I am always, my phone is always on zero. Like I, I don't know what it is. I think I use it. I don't plug it in before bed. I kind of use all my energy all day long. I'm just like, my dad used to call me the energizer bunny as a kid. And I think what ends up happening is I use all my energy all day long. I give every day my all. And then I just kind of, fall in bed every night and I'm just exhausted. And so it never ends up in the charger. And so I think if I had one, um, you know, if I had one of those like portable chargers, like a Mac Mac truck full of like portable chargers, then I'd never be without my phone on zero and people Mm -hmm. could actually contact me. Mm -hmm. And I think that'd make my friends really happy because I'd probably answer their texts right away instead of the 24 to 72 business hours. (laughs) So chargers
0: so if you don't hear from Caitlin for a day or two after you reach out to her parents, don't be offended. It might just be that her phone is dead.
1: Don't be offended, but i'm I'm really gonna try twenty twenty one this is the year my phone will be charged, so
0: it is interesting that personally your own quote unquote battery is so low at the end of the day that you can't quite get or make the time. To plug in and charge your phone, I feel like there's got to be a spiritual metaphor. What an illustration. But I'll yeah, we'll figure it out. That's down the road. I'm also curious. I, I mean, we could never really know. You could probably do some quick math, but I wonder how many portable phone chargers you could fit in the back of a semi truck and, and how long you could go without having to actually plug your phone into a wall. Basically, like, how long would it last? Uh, until you've burned through all of those portable phone chargers and would need to recharge them again.
1: Maybe
0: I don't a okay. lifetime. Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, we're going to start a GoFundMe to uh, <laughs> buy one million phone chargers. For Keep Caitlin. Caitlin's
1: phone charged.
0: So yeah, hashtag. What are some interesting places you've traveled to?
1: Um, in high school, I got to go on a couple of different missions trips really have been passionate about missions, something I really care about um, still to this day. And um, when I was when I was in my freshman year of, of college, actually, I got to spend three months in Africa and so spent um, one month each in Tanzania, Rwanda and Kenya and loved that time, loved the people. That's been my favorite trip by far.
0: What's one place you have not been to that you would like to go to?
1: Greece. would love to go to Greece. That's on my bucket list. I um, haven't really been to any European countries either. So I would love to just backpack through Europe at some point in my life. Um, whenever that time presents itself.
0: What about Greece inter- interests you?
1: Yeah. So my dad is Greek. Um, so My last name is very German, so you've probably, like, read my last name and are like, how do I pronounce that? So it's Lichty, which is a very German last name, but he also is half Greek, and so I've heard a lot of stories about my grandpa's childhood, and then just the beaches and the ocean, and it's just gorgeous there, so that's my dream.
0: Do you like Greek food?
1: Love Mediterranean food. Love Mm. Greek food. It's my favorite. Absolute Mm. favorite. Love falafel, hummus, baklava, baklava. That's more Turkish, but that's really good too.
0: Okay. Uh, what's the other, the, uh, oh, I, a gyro, a gyro. Is, oh yeah. The, yeah. With oh, the yeah. lamb mm-hmm. meat.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So good. Can't go wrong.
0: You know, I was doing some research into like heart healthy diets and, and most, from what I read, most people would say that the Mediterranean diet is the most heart healthy diet out there, like in the whole world.
1: That's what they say, but I think I like the kind of Greek food that's like doused in olive oil, which is olive oil is not bad it's for good, you in you're and of have itself. Oil,
0: it's a, it's a, a healthy
1: fat, but like you know, too much of a good thing is not a good thing always, right? Yeah. So yeah, you know, there's a balance
0: there. Yeah. Well, this was your health update from Joe and Caitlin. <laughs> okay, moving on. This is one to uh, I want to kind of get at your personality. How? would your friends describe you for like, t- t- tell us about Caitlin. They would say Caitlin is.
1: They would probably say Caitlin is. I think they would honestly say Caitlin is extroverted because I genuinely am. Like I <laughs> genuinely truly get my energy from people and quarantine was hard. It, I honestly felt sluggish because I wasn't around very many people and I recognized more so than ever how extroverted I am because I need people. I get my energy from people. Um, When I was in college, this is a prime illustration to my extrovertedness. When I was in college, and this was also a little bit unhealthy, I would leave my dorm room in the morning and go to my 8 a.m. class. And I would not return until like midnight, almost every night. And the only time I was by myself was literally to shower. And that was, that was about it. And I loved it. I genuinely loved it. And I had so much energy and I thrived because I was just around people all the time. And I, and I really genuinely love that. So
0: I have a super extroverted friend like you. And she says, she jokingly says, I'm so extroverted, my, the worst part of my day, the loneliest part of my day is when I have to shower. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine how difficult quarantine was for you, Caitlin, because I'm an introvert and I struggled with quarantine and yeah. not being around people. So for an extrovert who really loves being around people like, all the time, yikes, that must have been tricky. But you probably had some, some good time with your parents.
1: I did. Yeah. I, I live with my parents, like I said, right now while I'm finishing grad school. And my parents are, are truly some of my best friends. And I really love just spending time with them. And so as hard as it was to not be around friends or to be around coworkers, I had a lot of really good conversations with them. And um, yeah, we had some good times. So it was sweet. It was bittersweet.
0: Do you have friends from growing up who are back in the area that you're able to hang out with now?
1: Yeah, I do have a couple of friends that are still in the area. Um, one of my very best friends from high school just moved back from New York City. And so that's been really fun to kind of catch up and go on our six-hour coffee dates. That's honestly, cool. truly, we, we do that. We go to Smoky Row and we pretty much close the place down. And so that's been fun. I've got friends from high school that, that kind of just spread out everywhere after we graduated. So the nice thing about that is that I always have a place to vacation, place to stay on vacation. So great. I'll take Hello. it.
0: What are you really good at or what are you passionate about? I'm asking you to brag about yourself. Okay.
1: Um, that can be a hard question. I think... The thing I am most passionate about is probably also the thing I'm I'm good at. And I love good theology. I love teaching. I love learning. I love soaking in scripture and learning new truths every day. I think that's why I went back to school, because after I graduated college, I just wanted to soak in more information and and know more about who God is and know more theology and know more of his character. And that's also something I'm really passionate about. And so something that I'm also super excited about stepping into this role is getting the opportunity to teach and share and grow alongside their students and share more theology. And um, that's something I really wish that I would have had in high school It's more of a really solid theological foundation so that when the hardships came in college and post-college, that I'd really feel like I had that firm, solid foundation to lean back on. And instead, I felt like I had to build that afterwards, which is a part of my story. But it's something I'm really passionate about for, for teenagers to have at a young age. And so that's something I really care about and I'm excited in this role
0: to do. What what do you mean? I think every everybody who's listening would say, "Oh yeah, I yeah, oh yeah, solid theological foundation. Yeah, that's good." But what does that mean? What does it mean for a teenager to have a solid theological foundation?
1: I think how I can answer that is basically just sharing maybe my experience growing up I I felt like I knew that God was important I knew that I wanted to spend my life in service to him. I honestly knew at a young age that I didn't want to do anything else with my life, but, but serve him and do full-time ministry. And that was great and fine. Um, but it wasn't until college, really, where I was sitting in a systematic theology class. And I realized that I truly didn't know the gospel And I'd been carrying that heavy weight on my shoulders for so many years, using good works as a slot machine for righteousness. That's kind of how I explain it. I felt like I could close the gap on how far away God felt by doing good things. And it never really seemed to work. And when I heard the true gospel and when I started to understand More theology and more of who God's character was. And I started understanding grace and how that works and more theological concepts. I was just blown away that all I could do was sit in that class and just cry tears of genuine joy and realize for the first time oh, this is why the gospel is good news Mm. because it genuinely is. And I felt so much freedom and so much peace uh, from understanding theology that I wish I would have known for so much longer because I didn't realize how much that affected me just emotionally, just carrying the weight of my own sin and trying to close the distance between me and God and not recognizing that Jesus Christ was the only one that could do that for me. And so... I genuinely want our students to walk away from high school really grasping the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ and knowing who God is, who Jesus is for them, um, knowing that Christ died on their behalf and in their place, and that God sees them no less than his son Jesus, and experiencing the peace and the joy that that brings amidst life's hardships.
0: Well, parents, I told you she has a sharp theological mind, and hopefully, you now understand what I'm talking about. It's so great, Caitlin. I love hearing how the gospel has transformed your life, and, and now that you've experienced it, it just is evident that you want to help other students experience that as well. And at the end of the day, understanding the gospel is, is a work of, of the Lord but we can come alongside students and teach them and coach them and live out the gospel in a way that it can become more real to them. Mm. I love that. (laughs) Oh, my next question is, why are you excited to be in this role? I think you kind of just answered it. Would you have anything to add about what you're excited about for this role? In addition to providing students with A solid biblical theological foundation. I
1: think in addition to that, the first thing I said to our student ministries team on my first day was, I'm excited just to have fun. Hmm. I am, you know, 2020 was difficult. 2020 is just the year of yes. 2020, sorry, 2021 is the year of yes. We're we're gonna have fun, we're gonna have some laughs along the way and laugh at ourselves, and that's gonna be okay. And I just am excited to enjoy each other's company and yeah, just have a lot of fun together.
0: Well, we love fun in Valley Student Ministries, so I don't think you'll have any problems with that. Good. And I, parents, you've heard me say this before, fun is not the end goal of all that we do, but fun is a way that we can build relationships and then those relationships can be leveraged to, to point students to Jesus. So we're big fans of fun here. So you'll fit right in. Caitlin and for parents out there listening, one activity that I've found to be helpful is in order to be more compassionate for say high school students is to remember back to your life and who you were and what you were like when you were in high school and trying to remember what life was like and and how you felt during high school even though many of those things maybe were negative, or you just remember that you were insecure, or that you didn't have things figured out, and you're kind of embarrassed by it, it's good to remind ourselves of those things, because it gives us greater compassion for our high schoolers. So with that in mind, Caitlin, how would you describe yourself as a high school student?
1: Thinking back to those high school years, there were a lot of fun memories, but also thinking of you know, being more vulnerable with my experience. I spent a lot of time and energy um, trying to gain approval, and very concerned with my identity and how I looked and how I presented myself to others. I wanted to be liked so desperately. I think I was willing to put myself in in, in circumstances that were negative or weren't always healthy. Um, but I think at the time, I didn't have the ability to kind of cognitively understand what is healthy and what's not healthy for my life. And I think I wish I would have had more of a, of an older presence in my life or an older mentor that would have kind of poured into me and steered me in the right direction and reminded me of just kind of gospel truth that would have kind of helped me get through those years with more confidence in Christ.
0: Well, I think that probably describes a lot of high schoolers who are wrestling with who they are and where their value comes from and and where their worth comes from. And and I know you have grown and matured beyond that point, which is God's work in your life. And also that that will aid you in ministering to high school students because they're wrestling. Most, if not all of them, are wrestling with much similar questions and issues. Now this one, this one's really deep, but I thought since parents are listening, I'd, I'd be curious what you you have to say. What's one thing you wish you could have said to your parents when you were a high schooler? So maybe it's something that you wanted to say, but you weren't comfortable enough with it, or maybe it's something that you just weren't quite mature enough or didn't yet have the ability to articulate to them when you were a high schooler.
1: I think looking back. And I think i I think I wish I would have said a lot of things, and i I wish I would have been more honest as a teenager of exactly where my head was at. I think I was just telling Joe earlier, I'm surprisingly for an extrovert a more internal processor, so I did hold a lot of things inside as a teenager, and I wish I would have shared more with my parents. I think if we would have had kind of more of an intentional space together, maybe more one-on-one time, or maybe even like a you know, dad-daughter trip or just something where we had intentional space, it would have maybe opened up and felt comfortable to share more. But you get in your rhythms and your routines as a family, and you know, you you go to you go to work, you go to school, you come home, you eat dinner, you go to you go to softball practice you have tennis, you have choir. Mm. There's so much going on. It just feels overwhelming and you kind of fall into bed. Like I said earlier, every night. And during that time, a lot can just be held inside. So I wish, I think as a family, we would have had more intentional space to process our week and just kind of where we are at in life. Um, my parents too. Like it would have been helpful for me to hear where they're at um, just spiritually and emotionally. And I think the other piece to that was I was really afraid to question my faith as a teenager. I didn't know that that was okay. And I thought it would be wrong to say out loud that I was having doubts about Mm. certain things. Mm -hmm. And I wish that, I would have been able to share that with my parents and recognize that they wouldn't have been upset at me. I, I thought that they would be upset that my faith wasn't wasn't strong. And I know now more of my parents' character and know that they would have loved to just sit down and hear my thoughts, hear my concerns, and and hear the ways that I was wrestling with my faith because I think they would have genuinely liked to know. And I think that would have taken a lot of pressure off my shoulders as a teenager. And yeah, I, I genuinely think that that's, that's something that a lot of teenagers need to know that it's okay to wrestle with your faith. I've heard from, from a, a theologian one time that doubts are the ants in your pants of Christianity, that, that it's good, that it sparks renewal. Um, It sparks uh, new affections for Christ, knowing that we're confident in in the blood of Jesus. And it's okay for us in our own human minds to to question the God of the universe. It's okay. And I think I wish I would have had a space where where I could ask questions and really wrestle. And I think I would have been wiser earlier on for doing that.
0: And we'll... Jump here at this point, and and I know, as you share this, Caitlin, you would also acknowledge that your parents did a lot of things right. And I mean, yeah. even today, they are they are your best friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, for for the parents listening out there, uh, man, it, it, as a parent, I would just as I hear Caitlin answer that, I I would be moved to think, man, I I, I need to make sure, on a, on a regular basis, you know, on a daily or weekly basis, that I'm checking in with my children, but it also, and maybe, I'm, I'm a big, like, quality time person. My, that's one of my top love languages, so I'm like, man, it, it, your answer there highlights the importance of setting aside specific time to do things with, with the kids, and maybe, maybe it is one-on-one stuff, and I, I know that's hard, and you have to work to carve out time to do that with your kids, but that could be really valuable in providing opportunities to share with each other it's huge we're gonna wrap things up here so i just have a few more questions for you caitlin what do you hope to accomplish by being in this role
1: i hope to build genuine relationships with the students and with parents and with leaders um i hope that i can provide some sort of leadership or like i said um some sort of Older, mentoring discipleship to the students, um, just somebody that they know is present and willing to listen. I also have, I have a counseling background, so it's something I'm really passionate about. I'm not scared off by emotions or by hard things at all. So I really I just pray that the students know that that Valley Church, our high school ministry, myself, Joe, all of our, our all of our student leaders. They're really just a safe place to you know question things to process hard things um and, and to give just just our biblical wisdom um you know on my end of things and in my power I know that my words aren't always the wisest things but I know that the Holy Spirit always gives us wisdom and and gives us um can give us words of encouragement and so I, yeah, so I just want to be used by the Lord in whatever way that looks like.
0: Well, parents, I I love that answer, and hopefully, listeners, you 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 see why Caitlin will be such a great fit for this role. And this is a good place for me to jump in and and tell you, parents, we are here to support you. And so if if there's something going on with your teenager and and you want to let us know. It, even if it's just so that we can be praying for your child, we'd love to do that. Sometimes I have parents reach out to me, and, and what I'll do is, is let the child's small group leader know what, whatever the issue may be, just so that leader is in the know and can be praying and checking in on your child. If, if you need someone just to listen and bounce ideas off of, we are happy to do that. And Caitlin is here specifically to do that. For for your daughters, or for those of you who are struggling with your female daughters, and Caitlin's not a parent. I'm not. I'm not uh, a parent yet, but we are experts on on this this stage of life, and we want to support you as you walk your kids through this stage of life. And I love when Caitlin said she's not afraid of hard things. She's not afraid of emotions. Sometimes, for whatever reason, there's this pressure as parents. Feel the need to come off as things are going fine and that my kid is okay. And parents, we know that life is messy. Raising kids is messy. Raising teenagers is challenging. And so if you reach out to us and open up to us, first of all, we would definitely keep that in strict confidence. And please know that we would not judge you or think of you as a bad parent or think of your child as a bad child. Even Families that have a great, loving, godly, biblical foundation have hard things Mm -hmm. that come up. And sometimes it's not even your own doing. And so it's okay if things aren't all okay in your family. And we'd love to be here to walk alongside you through that. And specifically, if it pertains to your high school-aged daughter, Caitlin is a great, great resource for you. Okay. Last thing, Caitlin, I'd love for you to share a final word of encouragement to the parents of teenagers who are listening out there.
1: Yeah, just to kind of bounce off what Joe shared, I would just encourage parents that your teenager's actions and behaviors are not a reflection on your parenting skills. So it is okay to share if your teenager is not doing okay. and
0: preach
1: it it is okay if if your if your teenager's struggling with certain things that maybe you never struggled with it's not a reflection on you and i just want to encourage you to also share those things because it's so helpful to other parents to know that they're not alone and i think that satan really has a foothold and and especially in this past year of making us feel like we're alone, feeling like we're the only ones who are experiencing the things that we're experiencing. And it's just not true. And so just know that, um, you know, we're rooting for you and, um, and, and that you're, you're doing the best you can and we just want to support you in that.
0: All right, parents. Well, by now you understand why Caitlin's a rock star and why we're excited to have her on our team. And you can be on the lookout for her. You might be getting emails from her or or phone calls from her. Or you'll start seeing her around the church building more frequently. And the Lord brought you at just the right time. So mm-hmm. here we go. Feel free to, to say hi if you see Caitlin around the church building. Or you can send her an email and reach out. Her, her email is L at Valley.Church. K-A-T-L-I-N-L at valley.church she'd love to hear from you introduce yourselves and we're ready to move forward with 2021 in youth ministry at valley church she said let's do it let's go so we are off and running and parents thanks for checking in this week and we plan to continue with weekly episodes through through the next season here so we'll be back next week with another episode of the valley church parent podcast